I'm Sydney. And I'm Peyton. And welcome to our SJM Universe bonus episode on the Let's Get Booked Up pod. Welcome to Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass. Part 2. T-O-G. We are back with Throne of Glass. We are back with SJM, the Queen and our BFF, Selena Sardothian. So the last we saw Selena, um, all of the Eelway rebels have been massacred and Nehemia is not doing well. And Selena feels really bad for her. But um, moving on to the next parts of the book. So like the last third, I feel like we're in. We kind of covered more ground than I thought last time. Um, I love what I love about starting off here with chapter 34 is um we have a real ass period and, and these all oh these K-O. men these men oh these men hey all is just trying to talk to her like normal like oh i'm so sorry about the e-way rebels and she's like i'm a barf kale shut up i'm a barf and then finally she barfs and he's like oh man you're actually really sick aren't you uh, uh, excuse me <laughs> shut up and he's just talking and he's like and you're ardalan's assassin but i was wondering if if you wanted to slash Kayal, she warned as he pivoted, vomited all over the floor. He was so about to ask her to do He was going to ask her. Oh. She threw up on him instead. And then, oh, also before you'll miss, Selena goes to the library and she finds Nehemia. And this is like the first time she's seen Nehemia since the rebel thing happened. And Nehemia, strangely enough, is reading this book that is like in – Selena's language, not Nehemia's. And as we know, Selena and Nehemia have been giving each other lessons in their own languages because Nehemia still doesn't know Selena's language very well. She just kind of speaks it. So basic. And she's reading this book and Selena's like, hey, that's a really like high level book. Didn't know you could read that yet. And then Nehemia says something. She's like, oh, you're stupid, huh? And she's like, she says, then you're like every ignorant fool in this castle, Lillian, Selena's name right now. She said, with perfect pronunciation in the common tongue. And Selena's like, wait, I'm sorry, you can't read like this yet. You can't speak like this yet, huh? So she's a little bit confused. Selena is like the smartest gal in the universe. But she just totally trusts Nehemia. Like, she's just like, what up is until Up and until this moment. That's wondering, she's like, wait. You tricked me. You can read. You can do all these things. And she finds this little piece of paper with word marks on it that Selena at this point thinks are the things that – the bad things. Like she thinks they're all bad. All of these things have been um, connected with all of – All the deaths. Yes. Uh, The deaths of the – and of the champions. um, And she's like, Selena, think about it. Yeah. And so she's like – is Nehemia behind this which is really random but she's like well why would she be behind this she she should be cool with Ardalan exactly exactly so then she's kind of scared she's like is this girl just playing me like she goes into assassin mode like wait a minute like trying to calculate like the the meme with all the the red string and everything she's like yeah is she trying to get me is she trying to get everybody else like what's going on like I also don't like the king of Ardalan, but she doesn't right but like, Nehemia is, is would she be willing to summon this demon monster to kill everyone in the castle maybe we don't know so 
then Yulmus calls. Call, whoa, sorry. Then Yulmus comes. AKA, it's just Christmas. Um, but, but you know. But they have a masquerade in there. <laughs> So Yulmus comes and, you they know. They have a masquerade in there. <laughs> So Yulmus comes and she's so mad about this too because she tells Kale, she's like, oh, so I can't go to the ball, but I can go to the like chapel or the little thing with the priests and stuff. Um, and so she and Kale are sitting in the temple together and there's a whole bunch of this, a whole bunch of stuff to this ceremony. And she falls asleep and then Kale wakes her up and is like, hey, you can't be asleep. And she's like, wait a minute, you were asleep. Hold on. So I snoring too. No. Okay. And, um, so this is, okay, hold on. This is one thing that I want to point out because it talked about Deanna, the goddess of the hunt and maidens is the one who gives Selena her gift. So just a few things that I'm pointing out that we should be remembering for the next book. I think it's so adorable because during this, Selena's like, hmm, like you hear her like in her commentary, right? The God of War, that kid stops at. Duke Parrington, she's like figures, and then oh, she says, "Got yes. it, wings." Loomis, God of Love, strode past her, and she crossed her arm. She's like, "This is such a dumb tradition." And then the kid that has Deanna, the goddess of hunt and maidens, approach, and she's like, "Oh no, oh no!" She said, "To her dread and dismay, the girl stops in front of her." But there's a reason why she's like, "Deanna, don't stop at me." Mm-hmm. But we don't know why. And then we get to the Yulmus Ball, and Selena obviously, homegirl, wants to go. And she's also kind of thinking, okay, all of the nobles are going to be in this one area. This would be a great time for Nehemia to strike if she's the one who's setting this monster out. So I have to go to so like protect Dory. Yeah, I've got right? to keep an eye on Nehemia, but like I'm going to get dressed up and look sexy while I do it. And she she goes and she hides like her little makeshift knife in her, in her dress and uh, favorite part of this is it's a masquerade, but Dorian and Kaol notice her immediately, and they're both like, mm, "You ain't supposed to be here, but I'll dance with you anyway." Not but Kaol. Like Caltain is like, "Who is that girl in the mask that's getting all of Dorian's attention?" And then Duke yeah. Perry, she's not supposed to be here. Yeah, he's so pissed. Like, it, it reminds me of a Cinderella story with um, Hilary Duff. Yeah. It's like, how did you not know? It was only covering, like, her eyebrows. Exactly. Like, just her eyes, but you can still see her eyes. It's like the rest of her face is there. You you would recognize her, okay? But Kaol and Dorian do, and Kaol is, like, sounding and looking like he wants to ask her to dance, but he doesn't. But he's also, like, he's doing his job. And then Selena's pouting because Dorian hasn't asked her to dance yet, but then he does. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, and he dances with her like the whole time. She sees Nah Nehemia and Nehemia leaves early and then Selena kind of feels after her conversation with Nehemia, she's like, Man, I'm an idiot. Of course she wouldn't do something like that. Like, I'm so dumb. Um and so she and Dorian dance and uh that part's really sweet because it's like, oh, are they flirting? Oh, what's happening? Ooh. Um, and he like cannot keep her eyes off her this entire time. And everyone else is like, oh, that's so rude. He's just dancing with her the whole time. And K.O.L. gets upset and he leaves. He's like, I can't watch this any longer. I'm out. I'm gone. Um, and then it go. it also switches again to Caltain. And I 
freaking love all of the little details about Caltain's POVs because it's like, oh my god. Um, Parrington like strokes her arm and Caltain turns to him, but um, she's like, oh my head is still pounding. Like her head gives a faint throb of pain, and she thinks, oh you know what, Lillian has to be eliminated. We're done with Lillian. Lillian has to go away. Or, you know, the D word. D I T H. <laughs> um, but and also, Jordan kisses Selena. That's what I just flipped to. Yes. Yes, he takes her to her rooms. He kisses her. And uh, she goes out to the balcony and she's like all at once and the room whirled round and round she couldn't stop she liked this she liked being kissed by him and liked the smell and the taste and the feel of him ooh la la but then she remembered Indovir and she was like wait a minute this motherfucker's dad put me in a prison camp to die yeah why am I kissing the crown prince and then she's like I should go to bed alone and he's like all right i get it i get it like um, that what were you doing taking a shower without me oh like, <laughs> that's bad oh no honestly like that's how it's painful to listen to the audiobook dorian because he sounds like such a frat boy he sounds exactly like that oh my Without oh my god. <laughs> yes, without Absolutely. you. Absolutely. That's funny. Um, and then she, so he leaves and then she goes out to her balcony and um she's like, "Oh my gosh, like he kissed me, but like he kissed me, but like he kissed me." And then at the end of this chapter is Kaol and he's watching her from her balcony and he's looking up at her and he's like well she's like dancing on the balcony yeah. by herself just being the girliest girl just a cute girl you know yeah. yeah still he watched watched until she sighed and went outside she never bothered to look below so it flips to Caltain again in this chapter and it's like oh why are we flipping to Caltain so much but Duke Parrington is talking to Caltain and he's like Oh, well, you know, she she calls herself Lady Lillian, but she's not a lady at all. And Caltain's like, oh, well, then what is she? And he tells her that she's... Caltain voice. That, okay, hold on. She sounds awful in the audiobooks. She's like such a weird... Lo- oh, it's... it's, it's her voice changes over time to the audiobooks. It's so, it's so good because Caltain says she's truly not. But audiobook Caltain is like, she's truly not. It- it's like, oh. Um, so he tells Caltain that Lillian is actually Selena Sardothian. And Caltain and and she hears this and she's like, oh well, we can't let Otterland's assassin get her hands on Dorian. We've gotta unalive her. And it's like, oh well, Kane can do that for us. That's easy. But Parrington is like, actually, you know, Kane really can't kill her actually, right now just because not. of the competition. So, um, like maybe too good. She might yeah, we we can't let him, you know, sabotage the competition right now. So I, Duke Parrington's like, I don't really know what else to do, but don't you want to help Dorian? And Caltana's like, just tell me what I need to do. And it's like, uh-oh, uh-oh. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun. And then, uh, so Selena is, she's thinking about these word marks. She's like, I know that these are here. It's like, hey, maybe I should just like go down into my secret tunnel. Secret, secret tunnel. tunnel. So she goes, and all is not well. She's like taken by, you know, that mysterious force kind of like guides her as it does. And down and down she goes past Elena's tomb and she steps closer to the archway and then she freezes and she looks down and there's footprints. And she's like, oh, it, she's still kind of like, maybe it's still Nehemia. I don't know. Yeah, she kind of has it in her mind like, oh, she didn't strike then, but, you know, she has a reason. She has a motive. So, like, let's let's like, just go and she's see. She's using her logical brain, right? Yes, and then yes. Like, that is not Nehemia. That is a man. Oh, and man. Creepy creature. And she's like frozen. And she sees that it's Kane. And she's like, ah. and I was just like, reading this the first time. I was like, Kane. But now I'm like, duh. Like, of course it's Kane. Duh, right? Yeah. If it's not Nehemia, like, who else would it have been? Yeah. And on the very first page of the next chapter of chapter 42, it says, Kane, the person who'd gotten stronger and better as the competition went on. And She's basically saying that, like, each person that the Ritterac eats, Kane gets their powers. So, like, and so she goes to, like, start to take a step back because she's like, that creature is spooky. It is from, like, the ancient gods' nightmares. It came out of a portal. Oh, yeah. And she describes it, and it just sounds disgusting. It says, it was something out of an ancient god's nightmares. Its hairless gray skin was stretched tightly across its misshapen head, displaying a gaping mouth filled with black fangs. Just gross and she knows what it's done to people so she's like i gotta get out of here so she starts backing up and then all of a sudden she makes a noise and kane's like he like whips his head and he got contact and he's like well i wasn't gonna kill you tonight but looks like i got to now dun 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 and then he sets his little freaky ritterack on her and but she remembers something from a cool dream that she had before. And she's like, there's a sword down here. I might be an assassin, not trusted with anything except for these clothespins. But, but I know there's there a, sword. a sword. And it's and not it's just a- any sword. It's Damaris, King Brandon's sword. It's a big boy sword. I've been What's reading up? A Court of Silver Flames right now where obviously like there's things being like made. And, like, it yes. talks about some of the powerful swords. And I've been trying to, like, highlight all the powerful swords so I can remember their names and, like, see where they pop up. And I'm like, oh, it's so cool. You need to reread them. Shit. Okay. Anyways, um, she finds the sword, yeets this creepy crawler. And honestly, like, don't get me wrong. The battle is, like, stressful and semi-climactic, but less than I thought it would be. Well, because it gets her pretty early on. Yeah. It gets and its little poison in her. But, I mean, she kills it pretty fast. Oh, and then yeah. It's not going to do anything to her. So she kind of skedaddles. But she passes out. Like, she's going to, like, be unwell super soon. But then Nehemia shows up. And she, like, blacks out again. Like, she sees Nehemia wringing out water and, like, covering her in word marks. And then she just passes out again. But whenever she wakes up, they kind of have a heart-to-heart, like, hey, so you can speak my language, and you can write the word marks, and you did it on my body? Can we talk about that? (laughs) 
And then Nehemia is like, you speak, you know, peasant eel way. Where did you learn that? And she finds out that she's Selena and she's like, oh my God, you learned eel way in the salt mines of Endovier. And it's like, wow, that's, you know, they kind of understand each other a little bit more, especially when it comes to the king, because it's like Nehemia's trapped here. Selena's trapped here. They both hate the king. Have more of a common enemy now. Yeah. It's like Caltain in the court. And Selena finds out that Nehemia, like her culture in Illaway, they use the word marks, but it's yeah. like more secret because the powers that they can hold and she's like used them to heal Selena. And she's like, Yeah, and I've been drawing protective things underneath your bed for months <laughs> and you keep freaking washing them away. Like, do you understand like how hard it is to sneak into your room and draw these under your bed and protect you? She's like, Oh, I thought you were marking me for death. Yeah. (laughs) And then um this is when this conversation is when Nehemia says, You bear many names, and so I shall name you as well. And then her hand rose to Selena's forehead and she drew an invisible mark. I name you Elintia. She kissed the assassin's brow. I give you this name to use with honor, to use when other names grow too heavy. I name you Alintia, spirit that could not be broken. Selena was held in place. She could feel the name fall upon her like a shimmering veil. This was unconditional love. Friends like this did not exist. Why was she so fortunate to have one? And then they just start talking about their lives and talking about each other. And it's like, Selena gets this other name. Selena, Lillian, Alintia. She's got all these names. And they all mean something very, very important to her. And um, so and then the next thing that kind of starts to happen is she runs into the king. Oh my god, she runs I into the king. Like, like see through my skin and see everything that I know. And so she this is one thing to notice about Selena is every time the king is around, her demeanor is a certain like, specific like, way. Does not look at him, keeps her head down, does not look at him at makes all. Contact. Like she's actually super terrified of you and you know, doesn't and want to look you in the eye. Strategic. But, and she comments on the darkness in his eyes now that feels cold and foreign like the gaps between the stars. Could one man destroy a world? Was his ambition so consuming? She could hear the din of war. The king's head shifted and looked at the hallway ahead. Something dangerous lurked about him. It was an air of death that she felt standing before in that black void summoned by Cain. It was the stench of another world, a dead world. What was Elena's goal in demanding that she get close to him? Just like, ugh, like the evil and the dread that lingers on him. So icky. Yeah. And it's like all of those words, darkness, void, war. The parallels between the stench of the black void that Cain summoned and the stench Mm -hmm. The blackness of his eyes, just mm-hmm. like he, like in our last episode, we talked about how Asaf like personified evil. Like the king is personifying evil here. Yeah, yeah, sure. for sure. Um, and so she continues to train with the other assassins and doing all of their trials and stuff. And then her like ally kind of knocks also finds out who she is. And she kind of tells him like, Hey, if you're smart, you'll escape. You'll get out of here because 
Cain's going to summon all these demons and try to kill everybody. And like everyone's surprised. They're like, Selena Sardothian is only an 18-year-old girl. And it's like, yeah, suckers. Oh, and you know what? I have to point this out because last episode I said something about how Arabin started training her as an assassin when she was like 12. Wrong. Eight. 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 Just, just want to point that out. And anyway, we can, we can move on. Um, Corner. Um, we get back to Caltaine and we kind of see more about her headaches and, um, she just, she describes seeing someone, um, as shadows seemed to leak from him. He seemed as though he was like a smear of black against a gold and orange light. He looked like spilled ink. And she couldn't, like, talk. Like, her heartbeat is thundering in her ears. Her tongue feels dry. Amid the pounding in her ears and her head, the whisper of wings filled the air. In the space between blinks, she could have sworn she saw things swooping past him in swift, vicious circles, hovering above him, waiting, waiting, waiting. And she's, like, freaked out. And then it says, it took a while for the sound of flapping weeds wings to fade but then because of like the opium and stuff she says soon she forgot about it in that night she has a bad dream where she says thundering hooves beat the frozen ground faster and faster as the rider whipped the horse snow and mud lay thick on the earth and rogue snowflakes drift in the sky selena ran swifter than her young legs could manage everything hurt trees ripped at her dress and her hair stone sliced her feet she scrambled through the woods, breathing so hard that she couldn't muster the air to cry for help. She must reach the bridge. It couldn't be. It couldn't cross the bridge. Behind her, a sword shrieked as it was drawn from its sheath. She fell, slamming into mud and rock. The sound of the approaching demon filled the air as she struggled to rise, but the mud held fast and she could not run. Reaching for the brush, her small hands bleeding, the horse not close behind, she... Selena gasped and awoke. (laughs) (laughs) You're seeing these bad dreams and you're like, how much is like a memory and how much is the dream, right? Uh, But unfortunately, is this a memory? Like, we don't know yet. But she talks about her being younger. So you're like, it has to be a memory. But again, how much is twisted by being a dream? Yeah. I don't know. And you find out that Knox did that night while she was he got out of there and so she finds out okay like the last test was canceled and now it's just dual time because there's only four of them left so it's her okay grave he's the one who does like the he's super sadistic about his the people that he's killed before he's so bad that the assassin's guild didn't even let him in apparently you're not moral enough for us yeah they're like oh no you're a psychopath um so it's him renault kane and then they all are gonna duel together Diana. Kissing a little bit more. Kissy, kissy. Like, what am I going to do if she dies or if she doesn't win? She's like, what am I going to do if I do win? But her freedom, like, that's all she can think about. And now she also is thinking about Elena and, like, what Elena needs her to do. Um, And then they fall to Caltaine again. Yes, and it's duel day. She's always gotten to pick her kills. But now, I mean, if the king told her to kill, I don't know, she could do, she would have to do, like, whatever. Um, But her freedom, like, that's all she can think about. And now she also is thinking about Elena and, like, what Elena needs her to do. Um, 
And she's like, haha, I'm gonna pray before these goblets and I'm gonna do a little sleepy slidey and poison the hell out of Selena. Yeah. Because um, she's like too good. Um, and so they're at the duel and um, a lot of people are there. Like Caltaine is there. She's the one there doing this like offering thing with the goblet, but Really, she's there so Parrington can have her poison Selena. Um, Nehemia is there. That are there that had hired Selena the night that she got captured. And she like winks at them and is like, yeah, I know that you're the reason why I got sent to Indovir. Lord Garnel. Yeah. Lord Orizian and Garnel. Yeah. Um, And then she beats. Who does she fight for? She fights. Dun, dun, she fights Grave first. Kane yeah. and Kane and Renault fight each other. Kane wins. Um, and yeah. then it's Selena's turn, and she has to fight Grave. And Kaol is like, he's. I guess he's feeling a little sentimental. He offers Selena his sword because she was so just. Nice. It is, and it's so thoughtful, and it's like he really wants her to win. He really wants her to win. Um, but then Nima offers her a stick. And then Nehemia (laughs) offers her the stick um, and she says, let it be with an Ilway weapon that you take them down. Let wood from the forest of Ilway defeat steel from Otterlin. Let the king's champion be someone who understands how the innocents suffer. And Selena, it's beautiful, but like, not logical. And Selena thinks, she's thinking that too. She's like, um, she's like, oh, you know, uh, I, I could have the sword and, like, you know, it would be easy or uh, I can't really say no to this stick anymore. So, thanks. I'll, I'll... Deal. <laughs> She's like, I'll take it. Okay, thanks. And then Kale is like, damn, the stick over the sword? Okay, girl. <laughs> You're dead. Um, rock, paper, scissors, but okay. <laughs> seriously. Um, she and so she... Because she's oh, yeah. really she, she beats him pretty fast. She beats him uh, two minutes. <laughs> oh, that's what they say. They say it takes two minutes. To herself is, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into, little man. And then she just whoops him. <laughs> oh, this is what I love. Because he calls her a bitch at some point, too. She says, this is when she lets him know who she really is. She says, my name is Selena Sardothian, she whispered. But it makes no difference if my name's Selena or Lillian or bitch. Because I'd still beat you, no matter what you call me. She smiled at him as she stood. He just stared up at her, his bloody nose leaking down the side of his cheek. She took the handkerchief from her pocket and dropped it on his chest. You can keep that, she said before she walked off the veranda. <laughs> Iconic! Yes, ma'am! Um, so now it's Caltaine's turn. Oh, boy. And it's um, wine. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she does this whole stupid speech, and Selena's like, oh my god, shut up already. Jeez Louise. And then she and Kane drink this wine, and it takes a really long time for Selena to notice. And at first, she sees that her heart is pounding. She's kind of getting a little bit slower, and Kane is like taunting her the whole time. He's like, oh, you're not feeling well? Like, oh, what's up? What's up? She gets him. She does get in a good, a few good hits. Um, but the whole time, he's just kind of like, taunting her and then he breaks the staff right 
Yeah, like with this sword, and he starts just like beating mm-hmm. the shit out of her because she's yeah. really slow and she feels so sick, and she realizes that she's like, oh my gosh, it was the wine. Like I, because she missed the the drug that or the poison that was in the wine at the poison tasting. She's like, that was what got me. And Kale and Dorian are like watching, and they're like, this is not good. This is not her. This is not yeah. normal. We can't interfere. So we'll just figure it out. But, but somehow in the drugging, it kind of like thins the veil. Yes. Between yes. The and Kayal does throw her his sword, but he misses and it slices her thigh. <laughs> Super helpful. But she like, still has the sword there, so it's good. Not important. Um, so, like, right. Like, the veil is being thinned. And this is, oh my gosh, this is... Kane, here's what Kane said. I expected better. And what would your father say? An expression flashed across Selena's eyes that bordered on fear and confusion. Shut your mouth, she said, her words trembling. And then he keeps talking. Um, he said, but Kane kept staring at her, his smile growing. It's all there, he said, right under that wall you built on top of it. I can see it clear as day. See what, Kane? What can you see? And then he taunts her about her mom. and. This is when it starts to get – she starts to see things. And um, she starts to see, like, zombie kind of things and lots of, like, weird stuff. Um, and she hears Kayal saying get up over and over again. Um, he's really trying to help her. Like, that's the one thing that she points out. It's like, Kayal is real and he's telling me to get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, can, mm-hmm. and she can still hear him and everything. And then all of these, like, things, these dead guys are coming after her. She can see all of these things around her. She thinks she's dying. Um, and he's, like, really beating the shit out of her at this point. Oh, yeah. He's, like, toying with her. It's yeah. not, like, a duel anymore. Like, he's, like, smashing her face into the stone pillar. Like, he is just tormenting her. And then Kane reached for her throat, and she flung herself backward. All that he managed to grab was her amulet. With a resounding snap, the eye of Elena ripped from her neck. And then um, she found herself, like, surrounded by the army of the dead. And then they came for her. And Dorian is watching this in horror. Kaol is watching this in horror. And Nehemia is also watching. And... But Nehemia ain't no dummy. Mm, she ain't no bystander she sure is not and neither is elena elena comes and she's also fighting off the dead and dorian's the one who notices that nehemia's like fingers are moving and she's like tracing these shapes and stuff and she's whispering things and she's at like the very edge of the ring and it makes me think of in harry potter when snape is Snape is chanting and he's trying to keep Harry on his broom because Quirrell is really trying to get Harry off his broom. (laughs) She thinks it's Snape and she like sets him on. (laughs) That's all I could think of when it describes Nehemia and what she's doing. And then Kane also sees Elena. Yeah. And Elena gives her strength and she is removing the poison from her body, I think, is, is, is what's happening, right? And then she gets up. She squares her shoulders. She's ready to fight. She's going to mess him up. And then a mark burned on her forehead in blinding blue light. Kane sees it, and he's like, what is that? The 
King notices it and he's like, oh, uh, what is that? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and There's a lot of bystanders, a lot of witnesses. Yeah, to see this mark that's on Selena's forehead. Um, everyone can see it. And then she finally gets Kane and she gets him in a point of death. Um, and so then Kane is like kind of pissed. Well, kind of. Mm, Kane's really pissed. And he Have tries. You seen to- Million Dollar Baby? Have you seen that yeah. movie? <laughs> yes. Whenever like she wins the fight and she walks away, then the other girl walks up behind her and like punches her in the uh-huh. neck. He yeah. breaks her fucking neck and has to live like as a quadriplegic for the rest of her life. That's what Kane's yep. trying to do. He's exactly. Like, you won. Yep. Your back's turned. I'm going to get you. Sword loser. And then. Kaol is the one who runs him through and kills him. And this is Kaol's first, first kill. First ever. How are you captain of the guard? How are you captain of the guard? How? Why? Just because you're Dorian's best friend? Like, what? I'm a great warrior. Like, he's great like- in practice duels, but you've never killed right. anybody. And you should probably be prepared for that. And if I was the king, I wouldn't hire the 20-year-old best friend of my son. He's like, what have I done? Like, they have to carry him away. He's, like, so torn up. And Selena's like, I have murdered hundreds of men. And then... Like, why are you such a weenie? Yeah, for real. And then we see Caltaine as well. And Caltaine is like, this is her oh shit moment. This is where she's like, this was supposed to work. Because Wait. Dorian's like carrying away Selena's arms because she's still like beat up pretty bad after oh, winning. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll protect you. I'll take you to your room. And Caltaine's like, that's what, like I poisoned her and you're still like in love with her and protecting her. And then Duke Parrington's like. Oh my God. In this book, this is hilarious. Right now, in this moment, knowing nothing else, this is funny. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, because she is, she loses it. Caltaine's like, she runs up to Duke Parrington, who's sitting right beside the king. And she's like, you said this would work. You said if we poisoned her, she would die and Kane would kill her and blah, blah, blah. And Parrington is just like, he's like, poison? What? what are you talking about? Oh, my goodness. Did everyone hear that? What is she talking about? And he's like, give me the poison. And he's like, you're crazy. Yeah. So they, the mask. He's like, dude, it's I so don't bad. Know what you're talking about. And then the king joins in and the king is like, Oh, oh my, what is happening? Take her away. And so they they take her away. And it says, as she reached the doors to the castle, the Duke grinned at her and her dreams shattered. All she wanted was Dorian. She wanted this crown so bad, she could not think of anything else. And, and she, she didn't see that she got played. She thought she was playing Duke Parrington. She's like, this ugly motherfucker is going to get me into the kingdom. Yep. And I'm going to use him to get to the prince. But all in all, Parrington was playing her. and using The whole her. time. And she figures it out at the very end. She's like, oh. Yeah. Big bummer. Uh, then then we... Dorian had to go defend Kale to his dad. And was like, yo, like you're not going to mm-hmm. kill him. Banish my BFF, right? And the king yeah. was like, no, like it's chill. Don't worry about it. Um, And then... I'm trying to and see. They talk they about, talk about um, and like you're not going to double cross it. And the king's like, I don't know, I might double cross it. And Dorian's like, you better fucking not. That's my woman. Yeah. Um. And then 
Dorian kind of also convinces him to not use Nehemia as like a bar- bargaining chip with her country. Yeah. And his dad listens to him and he's like, okay, I'll tell Parrington to knock it off then. Fine. Which is um, cool. Huh? Which is super cool. Yeah, he listens to him because I think he also respects like, oh, Dorian's going to stand up for himself. Like he never does that with his dad. So I think in those moments, his dad is always like, all right, yeah, you're going to stand up to me. Sounds good. Um, So Selena's like all messed up. And uh, she's she's looking rough. Yeah. Nehemia walks up and she's like, yo, what's up? How you doing? How you feeling? Selena's like, how do I look like I'm feeling? And they kind of... And then they talk about the word marks. And Nehemia also talks about the idea of the word gates, which is what Cain was opening the whole time. That's and right. all of you for the Ritterack and then all of those zombies. And then Elena came in through. And then Selena's yeah. like, oh, is it possible? Or she's like, is it possible to go through these other worlds? And Nehemia, I, I just don't know about this part because it said Nehemia studied her carefully. Like, are you studying her carefully because you don't want to give too much away or because you want to know what she knows or because you know, like, what all? I, I just I just want to know if there's even more to Nehemia. Yeah. And, like, we don't really find out, right? Right. But I want to know more about Yellowway because we don't really know much about it even throughout the rest of the yep. series yeah because and, her family uses the word marks and they know and they know the word marks they use them but then it says they use them regularly and no one else uses them regularly no i mean spoiler not spoiler even the fey lands where magic's like around they don't really use word marks they just have their magic yeah so the, so, are the only ones that are commonly more so. Using and then these more- weird these weird random ones that the king uses too. But Nehemia says that she doesn't know what the word mark is that was on Selena's face. She just knows that it means she was like God's blessed. But she doesn't know what it means. And you find out what it means eventually. But right now. But you don't, not right now. You don't know what it means. Um, and so it's like, yo, Nehemia, why are you really here? And Nehemia's like, well, I mean, let's be honest. I'm not trying to marry Dorian. I'm not trying to play nice. I'm a spy. And Selena's like, well, that's pretty cool. I'm an assassin, so it's basically like a spy. So, because up with Dorian. Oh, Dorian, yeah. So we can, we can be boyfriend-girlfriend, right? And Selena's like, no. We cannot be boyfriend-girlfriend. Yeah. And Dorian's sad boy. Find out the king is well versed in word marks and that mm. he also hasn't seen one like Selena's before. Mm-hmm. Yep. And As then he he'd never seen one like hers. He would find out and it would and if it were an indication of some fell deed or prophecy, he'd have the girl hanging by nightfall. But it just blows my mind knowing what, what you and I know, having read everything. Right. I don't understand how the king doesn't know I, right and part of me is like is there some internal conflict going on trying mm-hmm. to like blur that memory mm-hmm. that understanding because i don't understand how he doesn't know um they also talk about caltaine and he and the king says 
he asks Parrington, he's like, were you using the power on her? And it's like, oh, what are they talking about? He said, no, I've relaxed it recently, as you suggested. The Duke replied, rotating the obsidian ring around his thick finger. And it's like every time they mention these rings, every time they mention Kane's power, all it's all rings, right? Mm-hmm. And the black friendship rings. Yeah. But it's all darkness, void. We hear the flapping of wings, all of these evil things that we hear around it. And then the king says, it was clever of you to experiment on her. She's become a strong ally and still suspects nothing of our influence. I have high hopes for this power, the king confided, looking at his own black ring. And it's like, oh man, what are the details here? We want to know. That Kane proved the physical transformative effects, and Caltaine proves the ability to influence thoughts and emotions. I would like to test it fully and to see yeah. how we own the minds of others. And keep yeah. in mind, magic is banned. So, kind of hypocritical and ironic of the king to be talking about some kind of interesting power. Yeah. And then he tells Parrington to knock it off with Eelway, but only because it's attracting too much attention. And the Duke is like, okay, fine. I It's just all so weird. Um, and then Selena and Kale have their moment. Um, and he's still very traumatized from, like, killing. I It's just all so weird. Um, and then Selena and Kale have their moment. Um, and he's still very traumatized from, like, killing. Dorian yeah, interrupts like, and is like, hey, your contract is ready. You're officially the king's champion. I highlighted a random part. His hand on his waist. He's like, I suppose this means you're stuck together for a while longer. And again, no boyfriend, girlfriend. She's like, nope, no thanks. And she shifted her gaze to him. I can't be with you if I'm the king's champion. Of course you can. We can... St- we still have to keep it a secret, but and she goes, I have enough secrets. I don't need another one. Dun, dun, dun. And, we go hmm. and he says, so I'll find a way to tell my father and my mother. He went slightly. And she says, to what end, Dorian? And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have the to what end. Because later on, she says something similar that parallels it. Oh, shoot. Isn't that so good? Yes. Oh my gosh. To whatever end. Oh my gosh. Um. Anyway. Wow. Um. Okay. So then, Selena, Selena, and Kale have their moment. Um. Oh, and then she also tells Kale that she's not gonna like pursue anything with Dorian, and then he's like, "Oh, really? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting." And they're both like, "Hmm. Hmm. Anyway." Um, he's supporting out like the sweet thing about Selena, which is something that I love about her. But I love that Kale notices it, even though I'm not a Kale stand. Mm-hmm. He says there was still something soft in her face. It gave him hope, hope that he had not lost his soul in the act of killing. Also, boohoo, Kale. Get over it. Dude. He says, hope that human- humanity can still be found and honor could be regained. She had come out of Indovir and could still laugh. And I think that is a very important part of her being. But also, get over it, Kale. You killed yeah. one guy the bad guy who is literally like a demon personified. Yeah. Relax. Um, and then the next person that Selena talks to is Elena. And Elena says, okay, you know, you did it. You did what I said. 
you're the king's champion. And Selena's like, I did it for me, not you. And Elena's like, but now you can use this position of power to like help people. Um, like you can free people. You can do all of these things. And Selena's like, uh, no, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Oh my gosh. Like, I'm just trying to survive. I love that Elena said on page 400. So they're having uh, this argument, right? Uh, uh-huh. Did you highlight it? Maybe? Yes. Maybe. Elena smiled sadly. Until the day comes, you're exactly where you need to be. From the king's side, you'll be able to see what needs to be done. And for now, enjoy the accomplishment. Selena felt ill and she's like, fine, whatever. Then she stops and she goes, thank you for saving my life. And Elena bowed her head and says, blood ties can't be broken. And then she vanished. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about a blood tie. But why would she whisper that? And then vanish. And then vanish. Anyway. And then we're in the last chapter. Selena is kneeling before the king in the glass throne in the glass part of the castle that she hates. And I, oh, okay, my kids also just did their first book club response. And um, one of the questions is, how does the setting contribute to the conflict? And one of them, no, a few of them talked about how um, she's stuck in this castle with this man who's responsible for the death of her family. And that can and that contributes to the conflict because it makes her more angry about the king. And I'm like, if only you knew. Oh no! If like oh, if only you knew. Um. So yeah, and she's- I love that he's got all these secrets, right? Like he knows about the word marks. He has this power, and but he vanishes. Um, magic, and it's kind of that concept of like, don't throw rocks at a glass house. Right, and he lives literally in a glass castle. Like mm-hmm. you are the biggest hypocrite. But whatever, it's fine. It's casual. Yeah. Um. And so she gets her contract signed, and he he threatens Nehemia, and he threatens Kale. And yeah, um, like, you think you're going to get out of this? You're going to do something sketchy? I will murder everyone that you love. Yeah. Don't so then, then she's kind of like, um, oh well, I'm totally screwed. How am I supposed to do what Elena said? And then, um, the last. The last part of the book. She's like, you want to know what your first job is? And she's like, no. I don't. Tell me tomorrow. Anyways, that's Throne of Glass. That was Throne of Glass. So join us in a couple weeks for some Some. parts of Crown of Midnight. We'll probably update the socials. Yeah. No. You'll know. Crown of Midnight. Yes. Yeah. Right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Let's Get Booked Up. You can follow us on Instagram at Let's Get Booked Up Pod, at TikTok at Let's Get Booked Up Pod. And then you can also join us on Storygraph and read along. You can follow me at Sydney. S-I-D-N-E-Y underscore W33 and Peyton at P431. See y'all next time on Let's Get Booked Up Pod. I'm Peyton. And I'm Sydney. Bye. Bye.